Patrick, are you on a podcast with me? I am indeed on the podcast. Sick, 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 sick. Nasty, 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 nasty. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that's a household name in Catholic media. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. Tell me everything. Okay, so I've been reading a book. No, uh, not okay. that. Okay. Okay, no, I want to I I talk about this. You want to, okay, how long is this going to be? Because we have important stuff to talk about, Patrick. It's not a bit, but it okay. sounds like it's going to be a bit. Okay. I want to talk about pigeons. <laughs> I... I'm excited, but also reserved. You may I want proceed. to talk. I was. I'm reading a book about Birds? spies during World War II. Okay. And apparently, there were in, two guys: one mm-hmm. in British intelligence and one in German intelligence, who yes. were both very high up, high enough, high up enough for their opinions and their personal preferences to matter. Mm-hmm. And they both really liked carrier pigeons, and they were okay. convinced that carrier pigeons were like the way to win the war. Okay. And so they were like sending pigeons back and forth and coming up with these elaborate plans to like confuse enemy pigeons. And like none of them, they're both like playing this elaborate chess match. But the funny thing was they were both trying to prevent British pigeons from delivering messages to spies implanted in like their respective countries. So they were both, they were both trying to prevent enemy pigeons from getting to enemy spies in their country and so they were both essentially just like building distraction mechanisms for pigeons Mm -hmm. but not relying on pigeons because they were like because we can set up these distractions for pigeons we can't rely on our pigeons to send stuff over to britain so they were just like building these defenses against carrier pigeons Uh uh-huh but because they were both building defenses on carrier pigeons, they neither of them sent very many carrier pigeons, and so they were both doing this for no reason. <laughs> Isn't that that's, funny? That's, I mean, <laughs> funny in a, like, retroactive sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> retrospectively? <laughs> Retro- like, you know, I'm sure later when, I, when I'm thinking about the pigeons, I'll be like, huh, those guys, you know? <laughs> now I'm just kind of sad. They wasted their lives. No, no, no. It's funny because <laughs> it's it's like the Cold War, but with pigeons. I see. You know, they're both just yeah. like building up this artillery they never have to use. They were coming. It would up be with the these, Cold like, War with pigeons if World War One was ended with a huge pigeon decimating <laughs> the entirety of Western Europe. You know, yeah, <laughs> would make it the Cold War of pigeons. I'd make it the Cold War of pigeons, and like yeah. there's people are like your teachers are like teaching the teaching the students how to like walk outside with a newspaper over their head so they don't get pooped mm-hmm. on by a giant pigeon. <laughs> yes. 40 years later, there are people that go to the simulator where they sit in Truman's desk and they decide whether or not to launch the pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> 75 years later, George Weigel writes an article for the first things about how d- dispatching the pigeon was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole pigeon-based uh, apocalyptic literature. It 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 would really change the face it of the would nation. Change the change this everything. Is, this is my this is my alternate history novel idea. Mm-hmm. It's good. World War Two. If it was exclu- if if pigeon tech was actually the thing. Pigeon that, tech. If if pigeon if advances in pigeon tech. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on this. I don't remember from the book, but I'm pretty sure the guy in in Germany who was obsessed with pigeons was Himmler, which is like, really yeah. I'm pretty Herbert sure. Herbert Himmler? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> it was I don't know his first name. <laughs> I don't know his first name either. That's crazy. I know. That it was Himmler. That makes a lot of sense. Uh I had something else to say. Oh, you distracted me with the Himmler thing. That distracted you with pigeons? Yeah, with the pigeons. Yeah, so they do work. No. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> but can you imagine like a guy in a boardroom in like oh, MI5? I was going to say I was going to say, if you spend as much time writing your alternate history books as you did coming up with ideas for alternate history books, you would have an alternate history book written and being sold at this moment. <laughs> Listen, man, when am I going to write it? Okay. <laughs> when am I going to write it? During When you text me long, long explanations of the plot, 
I have nothing to do when I'm working out except for think. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> That's good. I speaking of history, mm-hmm. we just had the midterm elections. Oh yeah. Good. I'm so glad the most important election in US history is finally over and we can finally have no more most important elections in United States history. A lot of people were saying that there was going to be a red wave, but it seems like all that there was, it was like the Kool-Aid man tripped and fell over and there was just kind of a red trinkle down the street. Well, everyone says everyone, everyone says there's going to be an every, everyone says that when the incumbent president or when the current sitting president the opposite party is going to win because people are upset with the current president. Everyone says that every time. Yeah. Not always true. Yes. The world is, the people of America are fickle. They are. How, I have a question for you. You feel free to answer or not. Uh, did you vote for Dr. Oz? <laughs> I don't remember. No, I'm just <laughs> you don't have to answer that question. I did. But I did. Actually. You did. You doctor yeah. for Dr. Mehmet Oz. Yeah. I don't Phoebe, know how to say his Phoebe, first name. Uh, yeah. I, 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 Phoebe didn't know it was the same guy. That's how, like, that, not, as the TV show? Yeah. That's like how not paying attention to politics she is. Yeah, well, I didn't know who Fetterman was. I actually still don't know who Fetterman is, which is probably I, it, good because it's hurt. Not my it state. hurt. It hurt me to vote for Doctor Oz because he yeah. is cringe. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I just voted for. It's kind of crazy. So he lost, didn't he? Doctor Oz did lost very badly. Yeah. So this this is not a good sign for Republican TV personalities because we went from. Like, even just the step of Donald Trump to Dr. Oz is quite the step down. You know, like, we're already playing our second string, yeah. and they're not, they're not doing great. Well, you, you, know? you, under, you underestimate how, how much Fetterman played Oz like a fiddle in Pennsylvania. It was, really? it was nuts. Yeah, man. Like, Dr. Oz is not from Pennsylvania. You know, Where's he, he from? He's from New Jersey. <laughs> he emerged from the void onto TV. He was I mean, an amorphous blob until they turned on the camera. It, it, it was like it's he he kept posting things about like he kept posting things trying to like sound like the everyman. And since John Fetterman is just a dude, you know, he's just a big guy. He's a funny like, looking guy from Pittsburgh. You know, um, I think he's from Pittsburgh. I don't know. Like ever since, ever since, ever since Doctor Oz posted that that Wegner's video, I was like, "It's over." He has. No I don't know idea. what that is. He posted what? a video that he was at, he was a uh, he was like, "I'm just here doing a little uh, shopping at Wegner's. I'm mm-hmm. gonna make some uh, some just chilling sit- in Cedar Rapids." Type exactly. Vibe. And but yeah. Wegner's is not a store; it's Wegman's. Um, he was oh. in the store and he messed up the name and he was saying like, "I'm just oh. trying to make my wife some some," and then he said some fancy, like. Like charcuterie, but fancier. I forget what mm-hmm. he said. Mm-hmm. Some mousabouche for my wife, and he was like, "And now I gotta. Uh, it's ten dollars. This is like this is thirty dollars for some mousabouche. What is the? This is this. I'm paying so much money for my. And it, so it just sounded so out of touch. How much can one mousabouche cost, Michael? I know ten dollars. Ten dollars exactly. It was it, that, that was that was what everyone was posting underneath. And yeah. then yeah. right before the election, he was like, "Do like remember early voting is fine. Like remind your friends to vote." Do it after you go to church. Do it after the Steelers game. And John Fetterman mm. was like, the Steelers have a bye this week. <laughs> Dang, that sucks. <laughs> and he just like he just got him over and over again. He's like, come on, dude. Like, yeah. stop trying to be the everyman. Just play it, it just it's not you. You know, it was the difference, was, it's there's a subtle difference, but like it makes all the it's all it's it's everything because you look at that where it's like, oh, make sure you vote after the the Steelers game, and then you look at Donald Trump posting a picture of the taco bowls that they serve in Trump Tower on Cinco de Mayo. And it's like they're both in the same family, but one of them gets it right and the other one does not. And it's like almost impossible to distinguish. I just wonder who they're going to cough up next, you know? Like they've already lost Oprah to the Dems. You know, sure. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Dr. Phil is not terribly interested in running. Jerry yeah. Springer, I think, is dead. So like, <laughs> is he really? <laughs> I have no idea who's who who is left. You know, I don't know. They'd be qu- I mean, Ellen would clean up if she ran as a Republican. You think don't so? You think? Yeah, <laughs> sure. After all those Alex, allegations, Alex Trebek dead. Thank goodness. Bummer. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> never liked him. Never will. Fred Rogers. Could you imagine? Fred, oh, who's that? Mr. Yeah, Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Alternate Mr. history where Mr. Rogers ran for president. Yeah, there's just no Instead good. Of Clinton. There's just no good TV. 
like every guy who hosts a game show now or like any type of reality television, they're so faceless. They all feel like the same guy to me, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I'm sure people would be able to point out the difference between the guy who hosts Survivor and the guy who hosts freaking uh, the other show, you know? But I can't tell you. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise. The Amazing Race. Oh, is what I, I, like to say. <laughs> I don't know what the other show is. In but there are no, there are no, there are no bastions left. They've all fallen. Yeah. Where do we go from here? Do we have to have Mr. Bean run as a, de- a Republican now? Ryan Seacrest. Ryan C. Se- but they're all old. He's like eighty-five. Ryan Seacrest is not eighty-five. He's eternally he? twenty-eight. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Or thirty five, however. It just this this whole gag of uh, I was on TV and now I'm a Republican. It's they're already out. It's over. It's done. It's done. They can't do it anymore. We did. We did miss the the um the uh, the I the 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 phase of I'm a big muscly man and I'm a politician. It's finally over. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, no TV personalities running for office is just now you have to be like I'm a I'm a a, a, a restaurant owner from some random. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I say like borderline racist stuff and go, what freedom of speech? And then people just vote for me. Everyone claps. Yeah. 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 But it was, it was fun to vote. There was some lady in the, in the voting line the other day. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I came in, I don't know if you had this experience but when I came in to vote, I had like six elderly women kind of all around the door that immediately, immediately were like, thank you so much for being here. It's so important that you're here. Like, oh my gosh, thank you. It's so, thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. It's so good that you're oh, here. Oh no. Politics is a religion. <laughs> yeah. Like they were so excited. And then there was this other lady in front of me who she was registering. She was checking in and she was showing her ID and confirming her address. So maybe that's controversial to some of you out there. But yeah, Phoebe texted me like, do I need my ID to vote? I was like, Phoebe famously, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that's like a, that's that's like one of the big that's one of the big ticket issues actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the things. It's kind of crazy. Um, but I, she was this lady in front of me was checking in. She just goes, you know, I just everybody, sh- you gotta vote. You gotta do it. I don't. There is no excuse not to vote. We all know someone who served and died. And I was like, what? Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, we don't. <laughs> First of all, no, we don't. Second of all, the implication that just because I know a guy that died in the army does not mean that i have to vote like those two things don't follow one another you know even if i accept your premises you're wrong it was and she was it was the religion thing you know she was talking about it as if you know you just gotta go there's no there's no correlation between the sacrifice of the troops and my franchise to vote you know there's really no (laughs) you're telling me that because my cousin wanted to go to medical school for free i have to vote you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that doesn't track. <laughs> good for him, though. That's good. I know. Yeah, it's great. He's a great doctor now. Awesome. Shout out Paul. Shout out my cousin Paul. And he served. That's good. He did serve in the JROTC. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just, it was so, it was such a fascinating, fascinating little experience. You just mean the ROTC. I he was in the a JROTC of, is in high school and they don't give you anything. <laughs> he had some letters Just except in front for a superiority his, complex. He had some letters in front of his name and that's that. I don't know much more than that. He was in the ROTC, I believe. Yeah, ROTC sounds like that's that's what high. They sounds. call it ROTC, which I'm like, okay, so you think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> sounds they a do little that? too close. Anyway, <laughs> to what? <laughs> <laughs> just come on come on anyway uh yeah anything i mean we got the got the election you know that's about it that's that's about all i've got yeah it's, i speaking of you know it it is it, it, it's funny that it's funny that american politics is 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 catching up to the seeker sensitive movement that happened in the in the non-denom churches in the, mm-hmm. in the 1990s because like my my polling place was indeed a non-denominational church mine was a church of christ Cool. A lot of yeah. churches are polling places now. Yeah. Yeah. How come? Listen. How how is that allowed? Okay. The, sim- the symbol is deteriorating. Yeah. I think that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. There's no longer the church. No longer has anything other than just a, a place building, where people gather. A building that's empty on a work day. That's all. It is. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's true. We, that's why it's churches because they're the only buildings that are operable as polling places on a workday besides government buildings, I guess. Yeah. Schools. Yeah. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. I went to this uh, I went to this polling place and Yeah. um it was a it was a church. It was a hip like Ooh. seeker sensitive Ooh, like a coffee church. shop church. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a coffee shop church. And Phoebe was like, I'd like to go. Like that sounds like a good place to like hang out. Like, yeah, it did yeah, look like a good place to hang out, there. you know? Um I'm not I'm not sure it's a great place to like worship the one true God, but you know, mm. it's a great place to like hang out if that's what you're looking for. <clears throat> and they they had this little banner in the narthex, okay. if you want to what call it. What was it made of? It was um, it was one of those like nylon banners that you get ah. from like cheapbanners.com or something. <laughs> and it had their church's logo, which was fine. It was a fine logo. And <laughs> For the way you said that, it sounds like it was not a fine. Logo. I mean, it was like it was like a Fiverr <laughs> logo, right? And and sure. a color scheme that I was an interesting combo, but. And it looked like they put it together in Microsoft Excel. But hey, listen, okay. So I'm 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 saying this like this this was there was no graphic design element that was appealing about this um, about this this thing to me. I'm gonna text you what it was. Okay. okay. So you can you can help me describe it. Okay. Sounds good. It was just a banner. You'll see what I mean about the color scheme, unless your phone's still in black and white. No, 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 no. I I, I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. I'm not a child. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I can handle colors on my phone. <laughs> I actually just don't like the colors on my phone. Hair oh, really? Yeah. Ethan, describe to me what you're seeing for the people that are uh, that are wa- that are listening to the audio only version of our podcast. Yeah, I'm seeing Which is some, a series of interconnected blocks stacked on top of one another that seem to contain a four step program. Yeah. To to something they don't tell you what the steps are for yeah no or why they're there um but it's it lists at the top the growth track so step one step one (laughs) yeah step and one see this is what i said (laughs) graphic design not not appealing step own (laughs) but there was there is something good here that i want to talk about become a member Step two, discover your design. I don't know what that means. That's I fine. think that means like you've been designed by God, maybe. Probably. I bet. You know what that probably means is you should probably take, you're going to take our uh, working genius thing that we did and we're going to figure out what type of worker that you are so that we know which team <laughs> to place you on. I bet you that's what that is. Step three, develop your leadership. That means join a volunteer committee. And then step four, join the team. Well, okay, step four is join the team, and step three is develop your leadership. What does that mean? Maybe you get to be a disciple. Anyway, anyway. that's that's what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, so it's a four-step process. Ugly four-step as program. all get out. Yeah. The words are kind of confusing to someone no who's one not knows what initiated. It means. Right. Yeah, but um, I'd like to go. I'd like to see what step own is. But here's the thing, and Phoebe, Phoebe and I, we're, we're going to go to this church. We're going to see what's up. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, I want to check it out. Nice. I'm going to tell your bishop, but cool. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just going to... I'm gonna, I'm going to go, and I'm, I want to make friends with the pastor, see if he's nice, and if he's not, then we're not going back. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, and then we can egg his house if he's yeah, nice. Yeah. Be like, hey, nice house. Yeah. I'm all about cultivating anti-Protestant sentiment. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, I think we should discriminate against people based on their beliefs. You know, sure. I think we should. I think we should make their house if they don't believe what I believe. <laughs> well, we just need friends, and everyone who knows me at my church hates me. So, we just... <laughs> well, we can egg those people too because they're wrong. Except for one person who sends me nice emails. That's fine. Okay, I can um, send you some more emails if you want. So, uh, this I saw this, and I was like, and this might be a topic that we can talk about today if you want to. Oh, I got a topic. Don't worry. Okay, all right. I want to tell you about that thing from on Sunday that you were like, you have to tell me. And then I was like, this actually might, this actually might go in. in, Oh, it corresponds. It might correspond. Yeah. All right. It's not good. This is not a good, this is not a great thing, but it's something. It's a start. What is it, Ethan? It's not clear, but it's a path to discipleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's It's on a banner. It's on a banner. And look, it's on a cheap banner from cheapbanners.com. But like, it's, it's in the narthex and me someone i'm i know like okay i am not a member of this church 
or this club or whatever this is. I'm like an unchurched person according to the Protestant world, right? Yes. So like I know what I need to do first. I need to become a member. Yes. And then I need to figure out what these other three things mean. <laughs> I need to figure out my design. Yeah. What's now, my make and model? <laughs> now I will say this clear path to discipleship is incredibly uh, anthropocentric. It's <gasps> very like, ironically, coming from a Catholic critiquing a Protestant, this is very much like about your church and not mm-hmm. about God mm-hmm. really at all. Mm-hmm. It's discover your design, you develop your leadership and then join the team. I, I Based on join the team, it seems like you like get hired by the church. So like, only the yeah. only the staff is on step four. <laughs> That's weird. Join the team. Yeah, but like, I don't know what that means. What did but, you call it? What did you say that it was? A, a path. So like what I was rant about is a clear path to discipleship. This is this is a clear path. It's a, it's still a little murky. It needs some tinkering. But it's a clear path to mm-hmm. something. Sure. It might not be clear. It might not be to discipleship, but, but it's boy, a howdy, it's a path of some <laughs> That's true. But, like, that's the thing is, like, at the, at, in Catholic churches, we don't have paths. Oh, boy. Right? Ooh, my heart rate is going up, 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 up. <laughs> I, mean, I told my trainer, I don't need cardio. I have a podcast <laughs> where I get yeah. mad about things. But I, I, I just, at every church I've been at for <sighs> my four years of professional ministry, mm-hmm. I've said the same thing over and over again, right? And it's like, clear path of discipleship. That's what we need at every church. Yes. And you could even make it like a diocesan thing. And you could say, like, this is the clear path. But it has to be clear. It has to be to discipleship. And it has to be a path. You have to tell people about it. It can't just be in the bishop's letter. Yeah. It needs to be, like, out in the narthex, in churches. And you say, like, okay, step one is just to, like, I don't care. I don't care what it is at your church. You don't need to say, because what, what, I think what Bishop Zubik did here was, like, uh, he he encouraged the Christ Life series, and so it's like everybody got to do the Christ Life series. But that doesn't work for every parish, right? So like, mm-hmm. I don't care what it is, you got to have something at your church that invites that people are okay with inviting their friends to a barbecue, something that doesn't cost money that's fun. Then you have to have something at your church that makes them want to love Jesus, that t- t- introduces them to who Jesus is. A barbecue, and then you have to. <laughs> <laughs> then you have to then you have to have something that helps them grow in small community with other Christians that are disciples. A barbecue. A barbecue. And then you have to have something that teaches them how to evangelize others. Preferably at a barbecue. <laughs> yes. More barbecue. <laughs> Spoken like a true guy from Kansas City. <laughs> yes, yes. I, it doesn't even need to be I just want Mark Zuckerberg got famous by smoking meats, and I think we could do the same. <laughs> he was famous for nothing before. <laughs> nothing else. But like, what I tried to do at my parish, I tried to do this at Holy Spirit. I was like, back page of the bulletin is just, where are you in your faith journey? Do you want to know? Do you, do you feel like you don't know Jesus? Here's where you go. Do you feel like you want to grow in your faith? Here's where you go. Do you want to learn how to share your faith with others? Here's where you go. Like, just self-identify as, a, as something and then just go to the next thing. And like, if you don't feel like you even want to be here. If you don't fit any of these categories, then why are you at church? We're happy you're I, here, though. It's uh, Donut Sunday. Uh, I have a, a billion and one thoughts. Does it jive with your topic that you wanted to talk about? It jives, baby. Oh, yeah, it jives. I love when this happens. So, Classic episode. One, the easiest, the easiest way yeah. that the church at least has relied on over the last 30 years or so to have some semblance of a path consistently is through sacramental preparation, mm. often derisively referred to as by people who work for the church as sack prep, because it just sounds nasty when you say it that way. And that's how people feel about it. But uh, this is very easy because people, my nine times out of 10, if they say, hey, I want to get married in the Catholic Church, are going to be open to doing some type of marriage prep, marriage course, marriage class, similar to baptism, similar to RCIA, similar yeah, to confirmation. they're going to be open to it for at least the next 20 years, and then we're all out yes. of a job, baby. Yes. That's the, patreon.com. slash the crunch. <laughs> uh, Thecrunchcast.com slash support also. That too. 
that's a good link that works that, now. The, cr- the crunchcast.com slash support where you'll see the bigger numbers. <laughs> yes, the bigger numbers. And you get no rewards <laughs> other than knowing you did a good thing. Um, so uh, at least for the next 20 years, you're right. People are open to doing some kind of sacramental prep. And this is good. And you'd think that with all of the new developments in, in media and catechesis, You've got Dynamic Catholic, you've got Ascension, you've got the Augustine Institute, you have priests that are well-formed. You'd think that this is at least, you know, pretty well set up to be good in places. And Patrick's just shaking his head sadly at the screen. Let me tell you this. My wife and I, we had to go to a baptism class for, for our son to get baptized. Welcome to the jungle. (laughs) I know. I I should have brought a machete and a mosquito net. Baptism prep and marriage prep are the two most underdeveloped areas of sacramental prep in the in generally in the churches. Facts. I don't know why. Our marriage prep thing was good, um, but it's because we were already well formed. You know, I just I don't know how well it would work for people who aren't well formed. But anyway, so we get to this baptism class. We come to this room, and this is nothing against, I want to be very clear, uh, I don't, I'm not mad at the individuals of the, of the people who are running this program, the deacon who is running this program. I'm not mad at my parish. I'm just upset at like all of the factors that came to make this class the way that it was. Yes. Because when I left, I was embarrassed. And so we watched this three-part video series. It was by Dynamic Catholic, made in 2019. Production value was great. Let me just say that production like that. value was so good. Um, the first thing, and this is probably a matter of taste, but the first skit that they did, it was it was millennial humor through and through. I mean, it was like a scene from The Office, and it just really stressed me out. Do it was they have like it a, on YouTube? Do you think? I don't know. I think you have to pay for it, which is why it exists. You know, sure, is yeah. that they pay for it? But it's like these families, you know, a guy with clear rim glasses and a and a lady, they look like they're in their early 30s, they give birth to a child, and then this guy shows up, and he's like, you know, he's like looking right at the camera and talking like, do you know what you're going to do with your child? And And then like, as if he's speaking to the audience, but then the guy in the room goes, I don't know the answer to any of those questions. I'm getting so overwhelmed. I don't know how to be a dad. Like, and it's funny, but it's just like the joke that millennials can't handle anything, you know? Yeah. It, it, it was awful. It made me so mad, as you can imagine. Just cringy, yeah. Just because it was cringy and, and not good. And and so we had that. And then we had another video on what are the what are the dreams that you have for your child? What do you you want to miss dream for your child? And then we look at this book that they give us. They have this little handbook, and it's all about uh, you know, what what kind of languages do you want your child to speak? What kind of financial literacy do you want your child to have? What what how, uh, how do you how do you want them what kind of character do you want them to possess? It's like, okay, this is all fine. But if you look at the book, it's it's about 120 pages. The first 100 pages are all about like having dreams for your child. Like it's just essentially a parenting book. The last 10 pages are are about baptism. Which is insane. So that makes me upset. That's then they dumb. have this. That's really they have this dumb. Sh- they have this short little video about baptism. So there are like four videos in total. Short little video about baptism, and it was. This is the thing that drove me insane, dude. It was like, it was a. It was all animated, and like the mom was a a ball, and the child was a ball, and they're kind of floating around, and you see the different images. It, I mean, it was cute, whatever. But it was literally like the mom teaching the young child, like that was the frame that we were being taught about the sacrament. So she was like, it's like a soul, like a bath for your soul. And we use water because it cleanses and God cleanses. And we use light because God is the light of the world. And we use oil because oil seals. And we use white garments because white is pure. And it was just like second grade stuff. You know, it was not, we didn't talk about the scripture. We didn't read from the catechism. There was no like formation going on at all. Like not even, you don't even have to like read it. Just, just even, someone even mentioning Genesis 1 or, or the parting of the Red Sea. You know, just like that's, that's all. I, you don't need to do, be super in-depth about it. But it was, and then the last video that they had was about how you should write letters to your kid. And that was, that was the whole thing. 
we didn't talk about Jesus. We didn't talk about scripture. There was nothing like a, about the actual sacrament and like what it does to you. It was just like, yeah, this is what it is. And uh, the, the deacon kind of added a couple things about the rite itself, which were all correct and good. And there was nothing wrong with they what he said. They didn't even have anything about the rite? There, there was nothing about the rite in the videos. But That's it was, funny. Yeah. That's like so okay. Okay, so dynamic insane. Catholic is like completely divorced from like the reality of of liturgical life and sacramental life in general. Something like that. Okay, but it awesome. Was, That's good to it, hear. Not sponsored. Was, yeah, the, <laughs> effectively not sponsored. The group that provides materials to eighty five percent of parishes in the United States of America. Uh, yeah, they uh, do what now? Did you know that dynamic Catholic provides sacramental preparatory materials for eighty five percent of parishes in the Catholic Church in America? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me edit that out. <laughs> you cannot do a swear on the podcast. <laughs> That's my only response. Yeah. You better write that down. <laughs> I will. Just like, will. but like do a little bleep. Thirty-five nineteen. Okay. <laughs> I so this That's, was our. That's ex- the like, only thing I can say. Oh my gosh, that sucks. And then the kicker is with all of this. I'm, I want to finish my day of 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 awfulness at my parish this weekend. So we, this is right before Mass, and then we go to Mass. Think seminars at 9, Mass is at 10. A couple behind us with their probably adolescent son mm-hmm. talk the whole Mass. Oh, man. They're just talking the whole time. They are, do not do not shut up. I almost turned around and said something, but like, at what point does that help? It probably doesn't do anything. Yeah. Guy in front of us, he's on his phone. Well, yeah. Like texting the whole Mass. And so like... We're sandwiched between these two people. We just had this experience, and the homily was on like stewardship and talking about how we were recovering from COVID and all these things. And the priest said the words at one point, like, the parish is alive. And I was like, that is not true. That's just not true. It, it like, and I know the priest. Was this like a ma- f- was this like a mass for the baptism class? No, no, no. It was oh, just okay. Sunday mass. Okay. Just Sunday mass. And I don't want anybody from this parish to listen to this and be like, oh, Ethan hates, you know. Christ the King or whatever. Like, I don't. And I, I think there's lots of really good pockets of people that are very holy that are doing the right thing. But, like, I the, people are just going to stop getting their kid baptized because they because there's nothing telling them that it's important or that it matters yeah, at all. Uh, yes. I, I mean, people are going to stop going to Mass because if you just can talk through the whole thing and text through the whole thing, then what are we, what are we doing? Eventually, those people are going to wake up and realize, huh, I could talk at home. You know? <laughs> yeah, we can and, they're, and they're going to stop coming. I can text at home. So, so to your point about all this, like even the things that we have built up as like definitive, clear ways to bring people into like a living path, like a living way of how to follow Jesus with like the sacraments. We're not even, we're not even doing that. We're not even doing that. And it just. It drives me up the wall. And I have no clue what to do because I'm here. I'm 26. This is my first kid. You know, I can't waltz up to the parish office and be like, hey, uh, let me teach your baptism class. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, baptism prep is so not about preparing people for baptism because it's like it's baptism prep is infant baptism prep is different than other sacramental prep because it's like yes here's what is going to happen to you is already happened what baptism prep is supposed to be mystagogy it's like here's what has happened to you you are baptized if you're not baptized you should not be getting your kid baptized right you should be getting baptized and then you can have the question of are you living this way is this is this defining your life are you defined by the fact that you are a son or a daughter of god that you have, that you've been incorporated into the body of Christ, that you have the Holy Spirit within you. You've been infused with the gifts of faith, hope, and charity. Like, mm-hmm. do you live that way or, or not? And like, then that's a way more dynamic and interesting class that will make people think. But if it's just like, now that's water, what I call a dynamic Catholic. I, well, yes, that's the, that's the way to become the best version of yourself is by actually believing what the church teaches and not just saying things like, the real issue that I had is like this this deacon that was in the room is clearly like he knows his stuff. Yeah. You know? And like the video wasn't working for the first 15 minutes and we just sat there waiting for the video because apparently we decided at some point that you have to watch the video in order to get baptized. It's like you could probably communicate the information in the video way better 
And it be it'd be good because it's coming from you, a deacon that we all know. Yeah. You know, who we see at the parish. And then you're saying these things and you know all the answers and we can interrupt you and ask you questions. But instead we all just sat there for 15 minutes, not talking, waiting for the video to work. It's like we've 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 convinced ourselves. I was reading an article about this, but the guy was talking about a scythe instead of like a weed whacker, you mm-hmm. know? It's like we've convinced ourselves that the weed whacker is better because it has more moving parts and that plastic is better than wood and that something that moves is better than something that doesn't move, you know, like it's the it's the trap of progress when in reality yeah if you t- if you take into account like all the fossil fuels that go into it all of the maintenance how much it costs and uh, and what what it takes from you then it's no better than the scythe like they're probably equal if not, not equal yeah in terms of uh efficiency you know but we've been tricked into thinking that it's more efficient because it goes you know and it's like in the same oh, yeah. way, I'm super anti-video. One of my only blogs uh, yes. is about this exact thing, really? about how a youth group is not movie night. Um, <laughs> I, I've never had a good experience where I've showed a video at youth ministry and it's gone yes. well because there's a feeling after a video. There's a lethargy after a video ends. Yeah, you know, you know that experience. You everyone knows this. After you finish watching a movie or after you finish watching a video, there's like that dull pause when you're waiting for the guy to come back up on stage, mm-hmm. and you're like. Video's over. What's next? You know, like that was kind of distracting. Mm-hmm. Or they're and, just talking through the whole video because the lights are off, or they're trying to make out with whatever person that they like. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Not that that wasn't me in high school. No, no, Not no. in my youth group. Um, but I never, I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, it, it, what's goofy, right? Is like, I don't understand the arguments for having video. This is total. This is kind of a tangent. It's like, That's oh, all right. Well, people are people are visual lear- like people are more visual learners than they than they ever have been in the past. You can see me. <laughs> you are. I am a visual entity. <laughs> they they can look at me and see me. <laughs> Half of TikToks are people talking at you. Yeah. Okay, fine. You just got to hold their attention for a minute. Every minute, you got to do something that gains their attention. Right. That's fine. You can come up with fifteen things that are attention getting. No one says that about like live sports. You yeah, know? yeah. I I do think I think live sports would be better if they turned off the jumbotron. You know, in between like timeouts and stuff, you just had to like watch the guys down there or like talk to the people next to you. But because they are convinced that it's we need to have the video on, you know, like when you go to a high school football game, you're not like bored. You yeah, know? right. Like you're watching the thing. Same with stand-up comedy. It's not like anybody, like no stand-up comedian would ever in a million years wheel out a TV on a cart, you know, to like enhance what they're doing. So like why on earth would we do that? And not to say it's the same because teaching is different than entertainment, but it's like I, 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 I'm, I'm mad. Our baptism prep at Archangel Gabriel needs some work. I'm not going to lie, but oh my gosh, it's so great because it's taught live. Yeah, by the guy who's been doing it forever. It, I love that. Is great. He just sits and has conversations, and oh. like it's personable and it's funny, and like you're like, okay, well, let's get back to the, you know, let's get back to the topic at hand. Like we make jokes and we laugh. You can't do that with a video, and you can do that with anybody. Anybody can be have a conversation. Ethan, you don't have to have a degree. Like I understand the impetus behind a video. You want to like you want to put the guy who's professional and funny and professionally entertaining and gives good talks on a video so you can reproduce the the talk mm-hmm. over and it's over consistency, again. Consistency, right? It provides yeah. you know every single person gets the same thing. So if yes. the video is good, then it's which like, is great because every single person needs the exact same thing. Right. Totally. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. Hmm. Well, if that's not true, Patrick, why is the mass same every week? It's you not. Know? No, it is. I'm always bored. <laughs> The mass is not the same every week. The readings are different, and so is the homily, and so is all that. It's enough. It's just enough. It's just enough for for our our brains to be, you know, cool with that. You know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're saying the mass is different for different for everybody. I'm saying that maybe we could benefit as a church by you know mixing it up a little bit. Like maybe we have some of the prisoners come up and say the, like the consecration prayers. What if know? we have the priest on a one wheel? During mass, <laughs> he's just kind of going back and forth, trying to stay balanced. Um, not during the consecration, though. You know, this is this not really even brings for up a, a bit. No, not even for a bit. Uh, yeah, I. It's hard not to just gripe. Like, I don't want to just be a griper, a griping guy. Griper, no griping. Griper, no griping. Because this, it's not, it's not the end of the world. 
but at the same time, like that feeling of just embarrassment and just yeah. like, ugh, like I can't believe like, that oh, this, this is, is the best that we could do. Yeah. It's cause it, it's hard for me to know at what point to, um, to like say something, you know, yeah. cause you read stories of the saints and oftentimes you hear about like just some particular moment of boldness where they said something to the bishop or the Pope or their pastor and like corrected them because they mm-hmm. weren't doing the right thing. And I just wonder, like, I have a lot of those opportunities, you know, you're on <laughs> the discernment committee. I'm on a committee and I'm friends with the pastor and I, you know, he invites me over to the rectory. We get coffee. We chat pretty often. Like I could, but at the same time, even if you like, I could say something to him every single week about what needs to change. And he, he would be like, yeah, yeah, that's, you're right. You know? But, like, there's so much institutional weight against him, even if I have the pastor on my side. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And so I just I just wonder what, what on earth there is to do for someone like us who sees the thing, wants to do something about the thing, feels bold, but knows ultimately, like, yeah, I could, I could talk to someone blue in the face about this to the person in charge, but it won't change anything, you know? Because the finance committee voted on it, and now we have to do it, you know? <laughs> Look, I just, I got to say... Cheapbanners.com, $47 plus shipping and handling. You could put you your want own me to buy banner a banner. In the narthex. <laughs> you want me to buy a banner and just put it up in the narthex? <laughs> I've thought about this. I've thought about starting a group that meets in like our, there's like a seating area in our narthex. Uh-huh. I've thought about just starting a group where people meet right after mass and instead of going to coffee or just leaving, they're there and like you talk about the readings or talk about the homily or something mm-hmm. and just have a little sign there. that says, we're talking about the readings in the homily. If you want to join, you know, and just like, <laughs> yeah, because people have to walk by it in order to leave. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, I can't do that now because every time we get out of mass, Emma's like, I need to go home now. You know, so like, <laughs> yeah, this is, no, this is definitely vibe, yeah. a, like a longer term yeah. plan, but there's just gotta be something that can exist that, I don't need any approval for that. I can just start doing, but prayer and fasting. Yeah, I do. That. <laughs> I yeah. do that. It's not doing anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the prayer and fasting helps you. Also, it also helps you figure out like what you're supposed to do. Anyway, I, I mean, the I'm the mad. thing the thing is right. I'm like big mad. This this church, this Protestant church that we're looking at, right? It. It, they had this little thing in their in their Narthex. I know it's not called that. I just think it's funny to describe. In their the lobby, lobby. In the lobby. It smelled like <laughs> it smelled. It smelled like the lobby of a Holiday Inn Express. Ooh, um, a little little coffee. Yeah, in, right. In the air. Nice. They had something that said "New Life." It was a it was a new life, and new life was made out of light bulb sockets, and they had these big like incandescent light bulbs that you could bulbs. put. You could put, uh-huh. and it was like it said on the bottom: one light bulb equals one life given to Christ. And one blue light bulb equals a hundred, and so the idea is that you um, you put a light bulb in the socket when you give your life to Christ, and then after it fills up, because a hundred sockets, you Ooh. replace. We put one blue bulb in, and then you then you do it all over again. You keep going. My question was, well, like what happens when it's halfway full? Do you <laughs> you know? Do you like? Maybe you should have gone in tens instead of one hundreds. You know, but yeah. anyway. There was one blue bulb and about 30 white bulbs. And so my understand, based on my understanding of how like human relationships work, everybody in that church has put a light bulb in the thing. Um, And there's no one in the church who goes to the church who has not put a light bulb in the thing. So it's likely this church has like 130 to 150 members regularly. It's easy to steer that ship, right? Your local Catholic church has 5,000 families. Yeah. It's like, that's a big group of people. That's like... That could, if each family has four people, that's twenty thousand people. That's so many people in a Catholic 20, church. Twenty thousand people. That's yeah. the size of a small municipality. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's hard. The it's pastor hard. is effectively the mayor of Church Town. Yes, and also the CEO of a small company, and the and the and the uh, the director of a nonprofit. Right, it's and like- also and also everyone's dad <laughs> at the same time. Like it's he's everything, and so it's here's, the worst element of a family business. It, it's just it, all of the bad things. The reality is that churches should be smaller. Yes, <laughs> like we should probably make them tidier. And so should the priests. They're getting too tall. <laughs> but that's not a reality. That's not something we can change. I think it's like little nudges. 
Just repeat yeah. yourself often. Mm-hmm. Just do what you can. Get gain the confidence of the if you're if you're that one that kind of person. Play the game the old ladies played when they were your age. You know, get get in the get in the in a position. Canasta. <laughs> no what game. What game are you talking about? Cribbage. <laughs> Cribbage. Yeah. I'll, I'll whack some old ladies in cribbage. I'll tell you what. <laughs> play play the game the old ladies played when they were younger, which is like you know. Game your, yourself. game your way to the top of the system like get yourself in par- as like a main part of the church you know like mm-hmm. get involved i don't know you don't have to get involved i don't care yeah, but I, uh yeah, yeah. but like it, just understand that you need to if you want to make ch- if you want to change the parish it's going to take a lot of people and a lot of time mm-hmm. because there's so many people at a parish like take the arcadia project for example, yes. it it's sounds like, like a government research thing when you say it like that. Operation Arcadia. Operation Arcadia. It's like there's five the families. The there's five families in the parish down the street. Has how many families? A lot. Yeah. So uh, like, let's take probably the five, that many, like five thousand. Let's take the five thousand number. Yeah. You guys will be like, not even a percent. Yes. Point one percent of the population of this parish, right? Yes. And so, like, I mean, let's. I mean, how many active families, right? Yeah, probably 2,000. Yeah. So, like, I think that's a generous number, given I'm almost it, half. <laughs> I'm just, a, they have a school, so I'm kind of counting, like, people sure, who their yeah, kids at go the, to school the school and yeah. the, yeah, so. It's a big shift to move. And so, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, but, it's, of, but it's also, the, here's the thing. I have a question for you. Yeah. Earth, how many people? Eight billion. Eight billion? Yeah. What, how many... Know? How many Jesus? One. One, yeah. Pretty big ship, one guy. Pretty big ship, one dude. Just saying. Like, it's it's possible. It's feasible. Or even, you know, someone like uh, uh, St. Francis of Assisi, who we talked about in the, in the video bonus podcast. Yeah, the biggest boy in heaven. So holy that he's in a secret some secret third thing that no one knows about. <laughs> um, He's in a secret club that is just him and Padre Pio. But he he influenced uh, the whole continent, you yeah. know, just from his holiness. And I don't know. I It's easy to believe that all of the great saints who influenced the church on a large level were in the past and are not now. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't, I believe that you can be that saint, Patrick. And I believe that I can be that saint. Like it's it's if we just look at it from a human perspective, anthropocentric to use a word that you use, which yeah. I looked it up. It does not mean that you mail white powder to people in envelopes. That would be <laughs> anthrax postcentric. Anthrax postcentric. <laughs> I was reading about Ted Kaczynski the other day. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was right about a lot of stuff. <laughs> okay. Did you know this? No. Go on. Do you, well, sorry. This was in the article about the scythe. Is he sure. was talking about Ted Kaczynski? The reason that he was sending bombs in the mail, uh-huh. this was the wrong approach. He should not have done this. But the reason he was doing it is because he believed that technology was progressing so far and so fast that man's relationship with each other and man's relationship with nature was getting destroyed and that the political left was like a safeguard for technological progress. And so he was trying to get rid of it. And I'm like, huh, he's right. <laughs> so wrong, wrong solution, right problem. <laughs> definitely definitely an issue for instance like the 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 assisi france of assisi being like a sign of contradiction to the world being a sign of contradiction to your yeah. parish is difficult when everything happens virtually true like i can't i can't like reproach the the parent who's being a jagweed um mm-hmm. via email yeah you know it's, it's their house though threaten him with a baseball bat <laughs> yeah, I could. I could get thrown in prison, right? Because like, it's you don't use the baseball bat. You just kind of hold it and ask like, "What's that for?" You say, "Oh, I'm going to play ball with my son." Isn't my your son, a baby, doesn't matter. It doesn't Mind matter. Your business. He's a little guy. He <laughs> a little guy. has a crazy fastball. He's a strong pitcher. He's, he's got, he's got a he's triple. Bat. He's got a triple digit fastball. All right, don't. He, he's he's really <laughs> hucking those balls down the plate. He's got. A, he's just, <laughs> just picture him like the baseball is bigger than his hands. He just yes. like. Foo! It's like watching Mario baseball when like baby Bowser's pitching. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. 
Oh man, it's nuts. He's, he's still wearing his he's still wearing his sleep and play with the footies and the cloud on the butt. It's adorable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's firing him though. Astros are calling. They want him. Dude, I can't I can't wait to go home and see my little guy. <laughs> be like, guess what, son? You're you're an MLB pitcher now, and he'll be yeah, like, man. Yeah. <laughs> be like, bah. you were talking about the digital <laughs> world and how you can't talk to people. Um, yeah, you, you, everything, basically everything happens virtually. And it's also hard to be a sign of contradiction to your parish because no one sticks around. Um, no one knows each other. And no one cares. The people that do stick around, most of them just don't care at all. Yeah. This is what Jesus meant when he said the lukewarmness thing. Maybe the yeah. maybe like just going to your parish and caring is like the best thing you can do. I like the idea Don't. of setting up a little, little like enclave after mass and just with a sign that says we're discussing the Sunday. Re-. Don't tell Father. Yeah, don't tell Father. Just set up some chairs and just do it, and then have yeah. a couple people that are going to be there automatically. Because whenever and, you bring whenever you bring a suggestion to a priest or a parishioner or a parish mm-hmm. office employee. They ask, they, they think to themselves one of two things. How much work will I have to do Yes. for this thing? Yes. Second, How much will this get me in trouble? Oh, yeah, that too. Will this, will this make people mad? Will this upset anyone? Linda or, or, oh, or Jan? It's, it's always Linda, dude. Jan, is, she would never get upset by anything. Not on my part. Um, like, who will this upset? And so, see, that, that thing, right, is like, the 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 uh you can take you can play that to your advantage if you do it ahead of time well it happened and nothing i this didn't take any time or money away from me yeah so as long as you're an orthodox person who prays and loves jesus i would go so far as to say you can do just about anything in your parish without permission and we're so conflict averse that no one is going to say anything to you no one's going to say anything (laughs) no one at the parish has time to get you in trouble no so and also if you get in trouble it's not like they're the cops like what are they going to (laughs) do yeah Send you to parish. You no, know, every jail? every time every time I had an idea at my last parish, the question was essentially, "How much money is this going to cost? Is this going to upset anyone?" And if it upset anyone, the answer was no. If it upset anyone, Ethan, we couldn't use the word "life teen" to describe high school youth ministry because someone thought that "life teen" was pedophiles. That's silly. It was really silly. Which is, is what you yeah, which is do. What they, you do could they have say. the words "Catholic Church" on the front of their building? Because a lot of people think that that means pedophiles too. So I like, know where are we? <laughs> where are we drawing the line? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like this is, but this is the reality of church life that not a lot of people get. A lot of people, a lot of parishioners are well-meaning. They think that they think that when they have a good idea, they're going to come to the parish office and they're going to be heard and they're mm. going to be cared about no. and they are going to you know uh, get resources from the parish to do a thing and that's not the case Um, unless you have someone at your parish who has explicitly said like i did often that like the the parish's resources are yours here like tell me what you want to do and i'll get them for you i will buy you pizza i will you know like unless you have that explicitly stated in writing it's not going to happen so just do it take it out of your tithe yeah that's the that's the power that you hold better yet (laughs) better yet add it on top of your tithe Nah, they if you deserve can. it. They deserve it. If you can. <laughs> just just kick them a little bit. Be like, like, oh, sorry, your bottom line sucks because I was going to, you know. <laughs> now it's, anyway. I want to talk about our patrons and oh, also yeah? do Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. That sounds so, like a good idea. Well, that was a good, good episode. Idea. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, we did a very inside baseball episode. Yeah, it really was. Mostly I just want to talk about how mad I was about my baptism class because that whatever course that is from Dynamic Catholic is just the worst. It just sucks butts. And uh, if somebody from Dynamic Catholic is listening and you wrote that course, I'm sorry. I'm happy to talk to you about it. But goodness gracious, you know, could we please, could we at least just talk about all you got to do is mention David with the oil being poured over his head. You don't yeah, even have to man. read it. Just mention it. Like any indication that you know where any of this comes from. And we're not just... Like making it up. Yeah. Because it, fe- it felt made up. Literally. Made up, and yep. when they were going through all the different things. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. And you know what? Everyone who's not Catholic is like, bingo. My, my suspicions have been confirmed... Yeah, this isn't rooted so in scripture speak. at all. This guy made it up and put it on a video. Yep. Well, anyway, 
Uh, if you are fed up with your parish and you would yes. like to send your money to us, you can give mm. it to... I'm just kidding. Please don't do that. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes, we do want you to do that. Well, we want you to give us money, but not at the expense of helping your local parish community. Yes, I want you to give us money at the expense of helping your local parish. Patrick, you, you're deflecting. Oh, Why sorry. Are you do- don't sorry. turn them... If they want to give, we find out a way for them to give. Yeah, okay? that's fair. You're helping the global what, church. What? They, they give $100 to their parish. Where does that go? It's gone in a month. They give us $100. We create podcasts that last for years. <laughs> we are highly leveraged missionaries, okay? You better believe this. <laughs> I need you to believe it in the, in the core of your being. I believe it. All right, thank you. Whatever. <laughs> give to your parish, though. Give to your parish. Give to your parish. Good stuff. Uh, you, can give to your par- you can give to your crunch like Kyle did. <laughs> Kyle became a $5 a month patron. He supported the cause of the crunch, and also he gets to listen to the crunch lunch every oh. week if he had donated at the ten dollar month level sorry kyle to just call you out like that uh so for kyle. patrons for patrons uh, that give at the ten dollar month level or higher they not only get the podcast and to support the podcast or, and also the crunch lunch but they also get the video bonus podcast which this week is a doozy yeah we talked patrick blew my mind about heaven it was we a talked fun about episode hierarchies on earth it was a real humdinger you're gonna want to it was a good check one. it out the patrons that are listening to this probably already heard it so you guys know but if you have not heard it because you aren't a $10 a month patron, ooh, ooh. one way to fix that, it costs yeah, $10 a month. Bump it right up. I will say another Cheaper than cool Disney thing, Plus. We have, a, we have a, uh, a pilgrimage that we're doing. We talked about it last week. If you yeah. didn't hear about it, select internationaltours.com slash crunch. We're going to the Holy Land in July of 2023. If you go to that URL, select internationaltours.com slash crunch, which will be in the description. Uh, you can check out all of the details. And we're also, we've done already a town hall on our Discord. Uh, we will post the recording of that somewhere where you'll be able to find it. And uh, so that you can hear and you can go back and look at the chat if you're on the Discord. So bit.ly slash crunch Discord. And uh, we'll likely do another one after this one to make sure that everybody gets their questions answered about the Holy Land pilgrimage. So join the Discord if you're not. It's the best way to hear all of the news about that ethan are you ready to get into dr ethan's dating corner i i am so ready for dr ethan's dating corner. Uh, just, i know it hurts i'm sorry I your all right you came to the right place you ding dong it's called communication baby <laughs> Um, this one comes from Anonymous in our Discord, bit.ly slash crunch discord. There is a dating, there is a dating corner, uh, channel where you can submit your questions and they get screenshot and they get posted in a little Google doc. And then I read them. Nice. Uh, this one's anyone got advice for me? Question mark. I can't seem to have any luck whatsoever with dating. I feel called to marriage, but it's hard when you can't seem to get anywhere at that vocation. I'm going to young adult events. I'm talking to new people. I've put myself out there with guys I'm interested in. I'm on at least a couple of dating apps too. I've been rejected by the guys I like, and the only guy who has expressed any interest was the guy I went on a super awkward, terrible date with a couple of months ago. I've prayed the St. Therese Novena multiple times with zero rows or any indication of anything. I prayed the St. Anne Novena around the time for feast day, which is when this whole issue with me thinking my guy friend was dropping hints as we talked for four hours. Oh, she had an event. She had an issue where she thought her guy friend was dropping hints. Um, but he actually wasn't interested. I don't know what else to do to go on future dates or to try and find my future husband. I'm young. I'm 24, generally speaking, but it's not like I'm so young that I shouldn't be actively pursuing what I believe to be my vocation. Anyone got any tips? Yeah, it's a tough one. It's hard to feel like, uh, that life is passing you by, you know, like you're trying, you know, you want to get married. You want to commit to that lifestyle because you know that that's what the Lord is asking you to do. And yet it doesn't feel like there's a way to do it. Um, this is hard. I think this person this is a lady. She's indicated that she's not, she's planning to be in her current community for a long time. I don't know where she lives. Um, but you gotta, you're not, this is, I'm gonna be the delicate. You should not stop praying, but more prayer is not necessarily the answer to this question. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I sure. don't think you're going to 
find a spouse by saying more novenas, yeah. if that makes sense. I think this needs to become a lot more human and a lot less spiritual because hmm. if if you're just constantly thinking like, this is my vocation and God's going to bring me someone. It's going to be this person that I'm supposed to marry and spend my life with. And this, this, this. then you get all wrapped up in like the spiritual realities of it. And it starts to feel way more important than it actually is, which feels very counterproductive. Like obviously your vocation is important, but right now, you're not in it. And so you don't have to have that like obligation to the vocation because you, you're not in that vocation yet. So marriage right now is not the way that you're going to become a saint because you're not married yet. So like constantly like focusing all of your spiritual energy towards marriage and preparing yourself for marriage and all these things is maybe a bit counterproductive in that sense. Um, there might be other things that you could do. Uh, I would say you got to start branching out of the Catholic bubble. You know, it's, yeah. I, I don't obviously recommend marrying anybody who disagrees with the central tenets of the Catholic faith. But uh, if you've made your rounds in the Catholic young adult groups and none of the guys there seem to want to ask you out, then stop giving the Catholic young adult groups a chance. If that's what you're looking for. I mean, still go if you want the community, but yeah, you know, have you, do you have any other hobbies? Do you have any other interests? Um, is there another local church? Is there a local sports team? Is there, uh, you know, online communities that you can join? Have you considered posting all of your details on the crunch discord? <laughs> <laughs> you know, those types of things. Yeah. But Patrick, what do you think about all that? Honestly, that's solid advice. I, it, it's, it's a really tough place to be in. I mean, 24 is not old. You're not old at all. Yeah, if you're like, I don't know, if you're in, this is one of the downsides to all the Catholics getting married young. Is like every Catholic who's like, not you know, getting married young is like, oh no, what was me? I'm failing. Something's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. It's unfair. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's um, wrong with you. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, God's gonna bring the person that you want. I mean, yeah, I understand the novena thing. I think Jackie Francois talks ruined everyone. Yeah. Um, also, it's it, kinda, it's really cool because like, a bunch of Catholic speakers that gave girls talks prayed novenas and found their husbands. Unfortunately, that can't be everybody's story. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the reality is, is God is so powerful and loves you so much that he's going to bring you the person you're supposed to marry, whether or not you're praying for it. And so like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like, which is, is not, this is a St. Paul thing. Does this mean we should not pray by no means? You know, like you should still pray. <laughs> uh, you should still pray. But the, the insinuation that like, oh, if I, if I stop praying for this, if this stops becoming like my one obsession and prayer every day, then God is going to forget that I want a husband. Like, no, <laughs> he won't. Like, he knows. Yeah. He hears you. Um, it's just his timing is different than yours. So relax. It's all good. Think about what you, think about what you like to do and then do those things. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're not going to be punished by God for not actively seeking a spouse every moment of every day for the rest of your life. Yeah, that would um, that would not be healthy. <laughs> Have you considered going on the Crunch pilgrimage? Bit.ly slash Crunch Discord, and then you can learn about the pilgrimage. Yes, uh, that's those are those are my pieces of advice uh, for that person. Really... You can send us a uh, a dating corner question in our dating corner chat on Discord, or you can email us. Patrick at thecrunchcast.com is the best one to email to. Patrick, I've lost him. He's looking at some type of hair that he's found on his desk. I found a really long piece of hair in my shoe. It's like that scene from The Incredibles. And it's not... Are you going to do superhero feats for a woman named Mirage? What? Have you seen (laughs) The Incredibles? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have. I don't... That's not Phoebe-colored hair in my shoe. Oh, Maybe it was at the gym. (laughs) Live scandal drop. (laughs) I think it's mine. It's just a really long one. Oh, that's crazy, bro. Anyway, uh, I don't have much else to talk about. I think, uh, yeah, check out the pilgrimage. Check out the Discord. We got a lot of cool things happening. The weirdest part about the hair is that it was white. I am really excited for the next couple months. Hopefully my baby's going to be born soon. Dude, that's so exciting. excited. Oh, gosh, I have to find someone to cover. Hey, can yeah. you cover my buddy's shift? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be staying home, so... 
it depends. You know, there might be yeah. a way that we can make something happen, but we'll just have to play it by ear. Because if she gives birth on a Wednesday, then obviously I'm not gonna. You're not gonna be there. I'm not gonna make it. So that might be great though, because then you, if she gives birth on a Thursday, that's probably best case scenario. Because then you could. Yeah, then you have six days to take off, and then I get to come back to work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, crunch paternity leave is as long as you need it to be. Just so you know. Yes. Yes. When you fly with us, you can uh, you get time off. I was thinking about this for our. Uh, come work for the crunch. Come work for the crunch. <laughs> I was thinking about this for our. Um, our our <laughs> our day our like hours policy of like the crunch work day ends when the sun begins setting and you can just go home <laughs> just go home when the sun starts setting uh, i'll i'll do you one better the crunch work day ends when your work for that day is done no 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 because that that's tip that's difficult because then people get work piled on their plate and then no, they have to work late but, into the night but that mean that means you have to understand how much work can i do in one day and when i've done everything that i can do in one day when I've done, I have goals for my day. I want to do this, this, and this. When I'm done, I can go home. And if it gets, to, it's either that or it's like the sun setting. So it's like up until that point, it's either or. It's you know, like, oh, you, you didn't more do work. it. Yeah. Yeah. If it gets to the sun's going down, you're like, oh, I didn't finish what I want to do that day. All right. I'll just do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy how that works. Wild. I think God is real. And he cares about us and he loves Man, us. Man, don't get me started on, on knowledge work policies and like the understanding of what a workload is patrick let me tell you i i'm going to give you this i'm going to give you this gift okay you can do this you can write our handbook our policy handbook <laughs> for the crunch and you can you'll be the only one that gets to write it no one else gets to touch about you because you're so good at writing i'm so proud of you thank you're gonna you do such a great job it's just going to be our our our, po- our communications policy is just going to be a link to the ebook of a world without email by cal newport <laughs> okay. well that'll be nice That'll be nice if we can just, I just pick up the phone and I call you. I know I don't even email you anyway, unless I have large blocks of text that I want to share with you. Precisely. All right. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? The next podcast that you listen to will be delivered to you by a carrier pigeon. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We will be praying for you and we'll see you all next week. 